The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of hope. Messages of hope. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Messages of Hope show. You just had a sneak preview of our guest. That is Hillary Crowley, an energy healer and intuitive who I can't wait to share with you. I'm laughing and a little off balance because I'm recognizing a total setup by spirit at work here. As you know, I do private sessions for people who've been on my waiting list for right now, several years. That's why I'm not taking new clients. But my client came in today and I asked her to state what her intention was. And usually it's because they want to hear from loved ones who have passed. That's what I do. Well, she said, I want to know about my health why I've been having issues and what I do about my health and my career moving forward. And right away inside, I thought, oh my gosh, I don't do that. And, and immediately I thought, but her guides and her loved ones will know what's up. And then she said, I'm hoping my loved ones across the veil can tell me. And she knew exactly that's how this works. So I just relaxed and I knew that I can't do this work. Her loved ones have to show me. I can't do it alone. So I just surrendered and immediately with that clear intention, started getting images, insights, words that I would not know, medical words. And I just knew this was exactly her issue. She wasn't saying a word. I was talking about the cause of it that I was getting from across the veil. And I said, this is making sense to you, isn't it? She said, it's my exact issue. But then we were shown what was causing it. I said, we were both rather stunned. And I said, you are going to find healing. You go and you Take this certain thing out of your life. And as you become healed, don't say a word to your doctor until you're healed because he may say you're crazy. But it was just fascinating. And my whole point is it came from trusting that there is a higher perspective. There is higher consciousness that shows up in many forms, often as your own higher self. You, the soul, exist here and now as your loved ones across the veil trying to help you as your guides, the angels. It doesn't matter. Is it helpful? Is it healing? So with that as a preface, I want to bring in our very special guest, Hillary Crowley. 
who is, as I said, an energy healer. I wrote it down here, natural health intuitive. And we are going to dive into this. Hillary, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm, I can't stop. I can't smile less than it right now. I just, I, I'm just, um, you know, I can feel the spirit of it all. And when you just told that story, <laughs> it happens to me all the time. But where, you do this. So how does it, how does it unfold for you? Um, well, first of all, it starts with that. I don't know, like every day I've been doing this for 20 or 22 years and I, and I've been at a general medical practice for um, 14, 15 years now. And every day, even if I've seen the client a hundred times before, I mean, realistically 50 or 60 times before, because sometimes I see people weekly. I always have to say, I don't know. I don't know this time. I don't know what it's going to be. I've had more people come in to me and their doctor or nurse has sent them to me because they might have um, a physical, just say in general, a physical issue, or they might have a psychological issue. It's never what you think it's going to be. And so um, it, it just isn't. And that's, and that's not because somebody's wrong. It's just because the possibilities are so much more nuanced and complex and beautiful. And I bet that happened to you today where you were a little bit surprised. Oh, totally surprised, but thrilled because it comes with this knowing that's clear cognizance that, oh my God, this is correct. We can trust this. I mean, the word I was given was vestibular and that pointed directly to the nerve, the issue she was having. I mean, where does that come from? I didn't know. So I think we need to clarify for those who are listening. You don't want to go to a practitioner who says, I don't know. Tell, tell them what you're talking about. Yes insane. It's I very, don't know. Very, very, very true. So um, people are sent to me because I have a quiet and consistent confidence in spirit. There I go. believe that the body is um, very, very knowledgeable and it holds an incredible amount of information. That's the part of me. That's not just the intuitive, but the energy healer. You'll see me talk with my hands, but I do energy healing with my hands as well. I don't just do a reading. I say, let's do a clearing as well. So one of my one of my teachers, she was a medical intuitive and she she taught and validated and showed me how to be able to access spirit, you know, with the antenna and meditation and all that beautiful work. But I also am used to working with my hands. Um, I believe um, my grandmother, who was a doctor, um, I believe that she also had a natural healing ability. And my mother said I had the same touch as my grandmother. So that's just the lineage, you know, that we talk about the ancestors, the lineage and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I do both. Um, and people have been coming to me for a long, long time. And doctors and nurses actually come to me too. So I actually have never met a doctor who says this is crazy. And that's well, tell, not tell us what your sessions are like when people come to you. I love that the doctors trust this. It's yeah, I, I actually, I actually maybe it's the healer in me. I, and I know doctor, I'm in new England. I'm in Boston. Like I am, I am definitely in like a conservative area for healthcare, but man, I, I have never met when you get to the essence of somebody, they're like, thank you. This is the piece that's missing. This is the, the piece is listening with your whole body and activating your intuition. So when you come to me and this part, um, Suzanne is just about me. My goal is for everyone to feel empowered when they leave. But when you first come to me, you might not feel that empowered. You might say, hey, help, which is such a beautiful prayer, right? Help. So you come to me and I'll be sitting right here and I'll say, what do we want to work on today? Why are you here? And then 
one of the ways that the body communicates deeply is through words. Words are one of the ways, and they'll describe what they think it is. And then I'll listen with my whole body. And I'll say, I can feel here or here. That's the clairsentient, right? I can feel in different parts of my body um, where um, I might be getting like a hit or something. And I'll make note of that because about a half an hour later, 15 minutes to a half an hour later, I have my table right here. And then I'll, I'll stand up, I'll put fresh sheets on, I'll say get on the table, and then we'll do a whole energy healing session. And wow. those two combine to have profound effects on people, profound healing. So I've talked to many energy healers. There are so many different modalities. I know what they all have in common. Do you, That is that we're just calling on, well, I'm putting words in the mouth. Why don't you tell us what they all have in common and then tell us, does your practice, your particular modality have a name or you're simply channeling healing energy? Um, I definitely um, feel like I have ancestor, um, that, that original touch, that original connection, which I don't know if goes back to the human touch, but certainly goes back two generations to my grandmother and my great grandmother, okay? Then I was um, through some beautiful stories uh, back in 2001. I stripped and stumbled over and was introduced to Reiki. And I, I, I wrote, I have this book where I wrote about some of my discoveries and some of my case studies and so forth. Um, but when I first heard the word Reiki, I thought it was raking because as I said, I'm from New England. So I have a joke about that. Like that's how uh -huh. open my mind was. Uh -huh. um, but I want, you know, once you discover what brings you peace and joy, right? You want to just chase that like a like a thirsty woman in, in a desert, right? You want to you want to find more of that. And so that brought me a tremendous amount of peace and joy. I learned about Reiki. I learned Reiki. Um, that connected to a lot of remembering and and gave my hands something to do. And then I've also been working with a shaman for 30 years. So I'm fluent in that. Uh, that understanding, I wouldn't say that I'm trained as a shamanic practitioner. That's a very sacred process, but I'm trained. I would say the greatest training I've had is that every single person that I see over 22 years, and I have incredible stories. I remember 22 years ago, like yesterday, right? You know, you just, every yeah. single one has taught me. I believe that the bodies are teaching, we're teaching each other. So we're walking, vibrating energy fields of information. Um, where I overlap with with um, what we talk about with spirit is that I happen to think that spirit lives in our field. So, you know, when people walk in, they bring their ancestors in, they bring their spirit in. They also bring their cellular um, knowledge in. I think the cells are very communicative. Um, yesterday, that really came up in my session this morning. They, 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 yeah. The cells, like they're 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 super smart. Um, they have their own consciousness. But the thing is, when you say they bring their spirit with them, they're there's nowhere but here in consciousness. It's not like they travel around with us, to my understanding. It's all one field of being that shows up as your ancestors, your loved ones who have passed, and and you're just tuning into that. I yeah, I ha I have I've kind of consciously made a point to not try to delineate it for because I think that that would be. Um, I like what you just said. Thank you for articulating that for me over couple of decades I've just have never tried to delineate it um, because what is the purpose of that now I'm categorizing and creating creating um, information that's more about 
what I need to know rather than what the healing process needs. Um, so yeah, I, um, I'm really, I, I, one of my, my story, um, my story about intuition is that, um, because I work in a general healthcare practice, um, when the pandemic broke out, I already had my, I already had my book coming out. And I remember thinking we, I, I couldn't go into practice. I couldn't go into my work, which is a beautiful, a uh, general practice right down the street. I only live 15 minutes away and I'm there probably every day, including Saturdays and Sundays often. Like I see people and I love it. Yeah. Um, wasn't allowed to go in there at all. That's a healthcare center. That's a healthcare center and massage therapists, body workers, acupuncturists, everyone in this area uh, was told no, no go. And so not only did I miss my work and miss everybody. And of course, in the, I had to deal with my own mortality and thoughts about like, who am I and where am I in the world? My thought was, and I don't know if you can relate to this because you're, you know, was, did I teach everybody what I needed them to know? Have I, have I handed over this information? This was not mine. This was yeah. not mine to keep. This is not mine. Did I teach it? And even though my book hadn't come out yet, um, I'm going to just hold it up because I'm pointing. Why to not? Go for it. Wait, wait, wait. No, don't be fast. We have to. Okay, here's my book. Oh, no, that's the human side that says I can't blow my own horn, but look at the effort you put into this. I put a lot of effort into it and it, and it was supposed to come out in 2020, August of 2020. And in February, right when it was about to go through the edits and the processing, I got a note from my publishing house that said, there's this funny little thing on the horizon called COVID. So we're, pu we're publishing a bunch of books about that first. Oh my goodness. Now, hang on. This is also a podcast. We're live video right okay. now, but the book my, is. My book is called the power of energy medicine, your natural prescription for resilient health. Um, it's by me, Hillary Crowley, and there's a forward by a surgeon named Molly Busden. She writes a beautiful forward at the beginning. Um, another great, great surgeon. I mean, she's a great surgeon, and she's also tuning into the importance of energy and healing. And while I'm tuning my own horn, I just wanted to say I also, this beautiful book just won the Nautilus Book Award when they made oh. announcements last week. So it's, oh, it's an enjoyable read. It's an enjoyable read. And you, I'm going to put your website up there again, HillaryCrowley.com, for those who yeah. are just listening with one L, HillaryCrowley.com. Yeah. Yeah. So when I started checking you out, I found out about you because you're a fellow faculty member with the Shift Network, where I have a few courses. I was drawn to you for your intuitive work. And then I said, oh, well, she's also an energy healer, which I'm fascinated with. And so I thought, what a great combination to bring you online. But what? you just shared with me just makes my heart sing because you your mission clearly is the same as mine that's to empower other people you can only see so many people personally and help so many people but let's empower everybody to do this for yourself i want to teach people to connect with their own loved ones themselves you want to teach them to heal themselves and to raise your intuition and that's what drew me to your new course that you have coming up with the shift network and I love the way they do classes. So just, I want to tell everybody that if you are watching this on video, if you're watching on Facebook, there's a link in the description above the video. If you're watching this on YouTube live, there is a link in the description below the video that will tell you about this free event that Hillary is doing right now, right around now. So do not hesitate to sign up, click the link 
and you'll get information. Tell us about the free event because that's what drew me to you. That's how I found you. All about helping us with our intuition. Well, it's the it's it's called befriending your intuition, becoming friends with yourself, becoming friends with your intuition. It's well named. I really like it. Um, and so it's actually a continuation of that story. So I had some quiet time and I said, I can get intuitive messages in, in split seconds. I have um, thousands of clients. I have a community of healthcare workers who like to know that I'm a resource. And then suddenly I wasn't a resource. And I said, okay, I never want to be in this position again. I need to figure out how that split second that I've honed, how that works, what is going through my mind when I'm getting intuitive work, the difference between a thought, a memory, or an intuitive hit. Um, so good. I, don't I, can, I can talk about it in like my, I can say, oh, I get a feeling about it or so forth, but no, I needed to do better than that. And just for fun, I just want to let you know, I have this one client, I just adore him. And he's taken a bunch of my classes. Um, he's studying to be a psychic medium as well. And he's a retired engineer and he was also a Vietnam vet. So I love those left brain people <laughs> they, 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 they discover this, this whole other world and how, how much it changes our world. So oh, I, I'm just, I consider him a true friend. He's just a sweet, wonderful, strong, beautiful man. And he gave me honest feedback. He said, Hillary, I love the process that you do. And I love how you teach, you teach in stories, but I'm waiting for your point. I wait a long time for your point. And he's like, I love your stories, but I think that if I want to recommend this to my other friends who might be engineers or veterans or tell my doctor about what you do, can you tell me what the actual steps are? So I remembered that because he was honest and vulnerable and strong to give me that feedback. And I was like, I'm on it. I am so on this. And so I was like, what's that second? That's the first step. What's the next step? That's the next step. And I broke it down into, of course, nine, such a perfect number, nine steps. And um, what I think nine steps for what? Nine steps for developing that split second intuition of knowing that you're getting the message that you're asking for. Oftentimes in my case, under pressure, I don't know if you're under pressure a lot. I think you are. It's self-induced. Yeah. Well, sometimes mine isn't that self-induced. Sometimes it's like, I have like, I have people say, um, my surgeon told me to see you. I have to um, clear some issues and I have surgery on Monday and it's Friday. Yeah. But that's still not your pressure. That's, that's true. Pressure. So I would call it joy. Yeah. I yeah. have the joy and the honor of being able to do that. So you have a, you're going to be teaching in this free event. That's yep. coming up. You're going to show, tell what the nine steps are. I actually have all the nine steps. Yeah. You're going to go through all the steps in that online event. Yeah. I, oh, when, I'm I was asked to go through them. And, and then, and then in the, in the, uh, in the course um, that you'll be invited to after, you know, in the course, we'll really, really cultivate that into, so that it, it, that it goes into your, you know, it becomes a healing event. You know, it's a healing to connect with your intuition. Yes, you yes. know that, right? I mean, that that's the healing. Absolutely. But you also delineate in the description of that event, knowing in that split second that this is your intuition versus what do you call it? The instinct, the yeah. fear instinct. Fear yes. instinct. Yeah. 
Yeah. So all um, my students out there who are tuning in now, this is, this is what we talk about, isn't it? How do I know I'm not making this up? There is that moment when you just know, and I just can't wait to see how you've pinpointed that. Um, can I just say that thought, how do I know I'm not making this up? was a wonderful question. Don't, don't weigh on it. But if that question comes through your mind, listen for the answer. How do I know that I'm not making this up? I'll often say to clients, I'll say, all right, right now I'm, it's tough because what you're telling me reminds me of a story. So I might be in my opinion phase and then I'll get something else. And I'll say, now I'm in the intuition phase. So because there's opinion, there's instinct, there's memory, um, there's ego. If you let it in, um, I'm pretty good at my work of keeping that pretty clean. So I'm not and the ego. You know how you keep the ego clean is not being afraid to be wrong, not being afraid to look like a fool. Oh, that is so important in my work. But in for all of us, isn't it? That's what holds us back. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? That's a phrase I learned years ago. Ooh, yeah. Wow, yeah. beautiful. So I love that you have found a way to differentiate between making it up and knowing that's intuition. So I'm not. We're not going to dive into that now because you're going to spend a whole hour doing that. On, on your shift network event. I think one of them already aired, but they're going to air it again soon. Yeah. It's airing on Saturday. It's yeah. a great, great day. It's on the 21st. Saturday. Well, that's tomorrow. If you're watching live, you, there's yeah. a reason you caught us live. I know the shift network. I know they'll play it again and again. <laughs> so if you miss it tomorrow, hopefully they'll play it again before your class starts. But meanwhile, I would love to hear Hillary Crowley, intuitive expert. What is intuition? Okay. I love words. Um, um, intuition um, is a way of describing what's called the ineffable. Um, if you study healing, um, there are layers of consciousness. And around the third layer of consciousness, we actually come into words. We're able to wrap words around things that are beyond words. So when you look at the word of intuition, which I studied, it actually tells us exactly what intuition means. If you look at the history of the word, it's ancient Latin and it means the tutor within to it is the tutor within. Oh, I love that. Huh. So intuition means finding the tutor within you who is totally aware of what your energy in your energy field has this deep knowing as I'm speaking to you, I would say the tutor within is immortal, right? The tutor within, the tutor immortal. within. I didn't hear you right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Immortal. Of course. of course. Lives lives beyond our body mm -hmm. and is in constant contact with us. And the idea that it is a matter of listening and finding that tutor within. That's in all the language. If you hear the word intuitive being used, even outside the realm of healing, you're using a word that literally means the tutor within. So when I made that discovery, and I talk about it in the uh, free intro class. I was like hidden in plain sight once again, hidden in plain sight. I, see, I, I can't help but jump in here because to me, what's hidden in plain sight is this is source. So intuition is source. I call it joy. God, the force. You could call it your higher self, but what is your higher self? Source, right? 
So no wonder you've learned to trust that. No wonder all of us can learn to trust that because it is divine intelligence. And I will say to everyone listening out there, one of the ways that you know you're tuning into intuition is that it doesn't feel scary. It doesn't, it's not a scary message. It's a message that brings a sense of remembering, like it's like a deep remembering. And it brings a sense of like, aha, like, ah, those two things paired together. It doesn't matter how much you think you're making it up. I, I just had, I just had a session yesterday and while I was minding my own business, working on the left shoulder of this woman, um, which is, um, in energy work, it's considered to be the area of the, um, the consciousness of the heart. I started to see a screen playing in, in my mind. My eyes were closed, but I was very much aware of I was. And it was um, small turtles, small turtles, like walking across the land. I was able to confirm with my client that she's actually had some pretty cool experiences with turtles. So that's in her past, right? Uh -huh. And um, and because you can see I'm, I'm very much leaning into being the wise fool. I do not care if she's wondering why I'm talking about turtles in the middle of a session, right? Right. You can't worry. I can't worry about that. Yeah. She sends me a text message uh, six hours later and says, I got home and uh, I got a package from a friend. And um, on the package was a card. And on the card from the friend was a turtle. you got to love it. So if I hadn't shared that, how much joy would have been lost in her day? Exactly. Now, did, how did that, did that fit in at all with the healing or is it just a validation that you were in her field, merging with her field and picking up her information? Yes. So I work in healthcare, so I got to keep things as confidential as possible, oh, but sure. <laughs> I will say, and I think you guys can feel my vibe. That was the greatest gift that could be given to me at that time to confirm to her that her healing is assured and that larger forces are in place for the healthcare event she's having. Perfect. Yes. And that's how it works in mediumship. We're getting messages from the loved ones. Then we get some off the wall, random gold nugget validated something going on in their life. And you say, you see the same person that just showed me that is the one that gave you that message. So you can trust this. So you're working the same way. That's what I love about your work. I, I, I am working the same way in so many ways. And I, and I feel like we're guided right to the people we're supposed to work with. We can't work with everybody. We can teach as many people as possible. And then we can help as many people as possible. I love, I love seeing people individually. I don't ever want to, I don't want that to end. My grandmother, when she retired, she was about 80 years old and she retired and I was probably about mm, 13, I think, and maybe doing the math like 11. And um, yeah, I was 11. And she turned to me as her granddaughter. She goes, by the way, don't ever retire. This uh, is terrible. I loved working. This is no fun, you know? And um, so I have a career where I don't, I can just keep doing that. I just, it just fills me up. It, my family fills me up. Life fills me up. Recreation fills me up. I think it's important. Um, for those of us who do the healing work to, to have a lot of references, right? So that when you see the baby turtles, you know, it's a baby turtle. I was like, kind of looks like the red belly turtles that I saw last week when I was taking a walk. Like you want to fill your file cabinet. That's a huge part of intuition is to fill your life with, um, 
experiences so you can fill your library so that when you do get quick flashes, you recognize them. I had a client last night and um, there are some very clear references to life and love and movies. And we we're lucky because we're from the same culture. I made a movie reference and that said a million words because I was like that scene in that movie. She goes, you just named what's going on in my life. The ineffable. Right? Oh, goosebumps. That's, that's how spirit works. Yeah. Economy of transmission is what I call it. You know, why do we go to this big thing when we can give you one image or one song lyric that just explains it all? Economy of transmission. Thank you for that. Beautiful. That's you're so good with the language. And and we, we need to language this um, intuition. Another definition of it is the energy of language in the language of energy. Intuition for me, I translate the intuitive messages. So I guess I would say intuitive messages is the language of energy. Otherwise, energy does not need to be expressed. It can just be. And that I love the people who can do that. Like take a walk. You don't need to say a word. Um, have an act of grace happen. Have a prayer. This doesn't always need to be communicated. Boy, is it fun when it is. But um, once you're intimate with your own language and your own energy of language, you can just say, I just know I, I, I I'm going to do this. You know, I, my greatest challenge is to be able to follow my own intuition for my own moments in life. Um, I like to actually have, as I said, my shamans and my energy healers myself. I love that to be able to reach out for help and get it. But in those moments when you need to reach for yourself, I want every single person in this world. I know that's a vast prayer, but like, wouldn't it be great to live in a world where people feel empowered and they have permission to just really tune in and say, you know what, that might not be something I would have said, but I can feel now that this is the most peaceful and joyful and calm solution. And it's the right solution. I love this. It's so empowering for everybody. Yet there are some people that aren't used to living that way. And I'm really getting a hit right now that there are people listening live right now and many who will listen afterwards. So grateful for, for all of you drawn to this healing session who have multiple issues, but maybe one right now, you can show them how to, you can empower them right now, how to take the one issue that they don't know what to do with and use their intuition to find a solution. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Okay. First of all, I need to be honest. That's one of my processes is honesty. And I'm actually feeling my hands are buzzing. So it's, it would be, I would be diminishing the power of spirit if I didn't tell you that I'm actually feeling, if you're feeling somebody's listening, I can actually, I can keep talking, but I'm going to start sending healing energy. And if you're like, oh, energy healing. I mean, I know Suzanne, that's not what you're thinking, but if anyone's out there thinking like, what does she mean? She's sending energy healing. I'm like, I'm actually sitting in my house right now and you're hearing my voice in real time. So energy is carrying. How about the possibility that energy 
healing energy is caring as well. Oh no, I trust spirit that whatever is needed is what's going to happen. And we've we've done healing in in our events, in my events. So people that are listening know they can. They're like, bring it on, give me healing. I know, I know. I just you know, I'm used to, you know, I'm used to talking to the nurses and doctors all day. I'm ready. I'm used to talking to people who are healthily, beautifully skeptical, which I think is one of the hit we're talking about. So, so skeptical means that you need reason. There's nothing wrong with being skeptical It's saying, I need reason. That's a very, very important part of who you are. Um, the reasonable side of a healthy brain needs reason. So for those of you listening in the podcast, Hillary's sitting here with her hands, like she's holding a bowling, bowling ball top and I bottom. Am. Right, right, right. So what are I'm you sitting- doing? So what I'm doing is I'm kind of filling up um, in many ways. It's like I'm filling up a sphere of energy and I'm connecting to um, what I can feel is a second, the second chakra, the pelvic bowl. Um, This has to do with early childhood. So I feel like you have a, there's a collection of people that you were connecting with that at a very young age, um, it feels like male energy, female energy too, but it's that, it's that very young age of like the age where you're playing around on the playground, you're out and you're free. And uh, spirit is showing me that moment the whistle blows and you have to go inside, but your soul is like, why? Why do I have to go inside? I'm getting along. I'm getting along with the kids that I might not get along with inside. I'm learning right now. I'm enjoying right now. Your whole body feels good. And, and that little bit of us that learned how to follow the rules to get in line when the whistle blows um, yeah, it's taken me right to, I'm very lucky because I, I switched a lot of elementary schools. So I know what first and second grade was, cause I have a different symbol for first and second, then third, then fourth and fifth. Cause I changed a lot of schools. It's taken me right to kindergarten and first grade. So there's a second chakra healing. I'll stand up and guys, for those of you listening, I'm just pointing to that area right underneath my navel, 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 the pelvic bowl area. And, um, And I'm getting this sense of like, um, I'm getting this sense of suppressed excitement that you want to believe and you know to believe. And somehow you might have felt shamed or even you got rewarded for suppressing that excitement. And now as we're listening, let yourself feel the excitement again. It's your body. You're free. Um, I don't think you're in kindergarten and first grade anymore. Um, if you're a teacher in teaching kindergarten and fir- first grade, watch for the sparks in kids and let them know at least that you acknowledge that there's a structure here, but it doesn't need to be this, the structure of your day, the routine of your day doesn't need to shut down all the way inside of you. You can still have that great joy beaming out, you know, um, I'm seeing all kinds of sparkles and really what you're doing is you're giving everybody who's listening, giving their soul permission to, to set the story aside and come on out, show yourself. Yes. So yes. To be like kids and embrace that energy healing is possible. The intuition is the way your soul is going to talk to you. So let it free. Yes. And, um, and then one of the ways that I get to teach is like, is, is through storytelling and this is arriving at me. This is not a common thought I'd have. This isn't a thing I'd, I'd, I talk about. So I said kindergarten and first, and now I hope this resonates in third grade. And I remember third grade because it was a different building, a different school, you see. So, so it lines out nicely in third grade. And I'm literally pointing to my third chakra on this. We're doing a healing up the second chakra and the third chakra third chakra is that will to live. I got in a lot 
of trouble. Do you know why, Suzanne? I got in a lot of trouble for laughing too much. Uh, uh, I so mean, you learned to suppress that for a while. I don't know. I don't know. I was a little bit of a rebel. So I just, you know, and I went into the corner with this cool kid who got in trouble for actually doing other things like running around too much because he didn't want to sit down that much. And um, the two of us, um, yeah, his nick he was nicknamed after a Muppet, which is just, you know, kind of time dating it. But it's like he was just like this really fun kid who didn't want to sit down too much. And I was this really fun soul who couldn't. And I wasn't laughing at people. I was laughing. I was just a third grader laughing with my friends. So I'm being shown that we can get that back. That's the that's the piece you get. You get this piece back that was trained out of you. Allow it back. And it's been waiting for you the whole time. So if people, when I asked to do this, brought to mind some very serious challenge they're dealing with, how does this guidance fit in with that? Okay. So the guidance fits in with it is that I just did an energy healing. So first I started with my hands in a spherical shape, and then I felt the clear sentient, which is in my body. It said, Hillary, speak of put into words, but also do simultaneously do the energy clearing of second chakra energy, which means you are safe within the tribe. You've created a beautiful tribe here. Right now we're having a healing moment. This is a safe space to feel like you can open up, trust yourself. And then on the thing that you're specifically feeling and this is, a, this is something that you can do alone or you can ask somebody to help you to do. Look at what you're afraid to look at. Afraid, I don't even want to activate the word afraid. afraid. Here's, the, here's the power of hesitating. 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 Hesitating is a beautiful word. Yeah. Hesitating, respectfully hesitating and say, this is okay to look at. I am always healing. I am always safe. Um, my body is always speaking to me. It, it always wants to be healing. It is a force for good. It's a force for healing. And one of the messages that has been loud and clear in the collective conscious in the last week or two is this finally re-remembering that the earth that we live on is a force for healing and a force for good. And I don't mean to talk about it in a big branded way of earth. No, this is underneath your feet right now. So inside your body, there's a force for healing and underneath your feet is a force for healing. And, and with that knowledge, give some attention. There it is. You, you said, hesitate. You're, you've been avoiding giving attention to something. Give some attention, just nurture and give some attention to that piece of you. Um, and allow your heart to give it attention, not just the mind and the rational mind, allow your heart to give it attention. It could be your heart itself. So giving attention to yourself. I see doves flying up right now. This is a very freeing practice. Yeah. yeah. So allow the wisdom of your heart to give it attention. Um, I'm in the middle of an interview right now, so I can't do this on myself. But, um, but I think you're following my thinking. I can do, actually, I can, let me just check in. Um, yeah, it's, we're always healing ourselves and healing each other. Um, this great collective 
tension that we hold in our body will release. And just that little, that little bit of the energy workers, the energy healers always talk about it in the brochures, the Reiki practitioners in the hospitals, you're allowed to say, this is the one thing that's, that's agreed upon in healthcare. The energy healing will bring a sense of well-being and a release from stress. That can't be understated, <laughs> the power of that, because that frees us up to let the body do, do what the body's going to do. We won't always understand it, but if you can feel that muscle of exhale, of relief, of release and relief, you're on the path to letting go and creating a miracle for yourself. We love miracles. <laughs> and they're oh, everywhere. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love how you're bringing together the energy healing and the intuition, which is what all of us can harness and learn to do. So I'm excited. Everybody, I just met Hillary 15 minutes before the show started. And the second we started talking, I was like, oh, not only because of the reading I just did that was a setup leading into this, but just I'm covered with goosebumps again, because this is what we all can benefit from learning. And I can tell you right now, if you teach your courses like you are talking with us now, truly, I'm going to sign up. <laughs> I did this with Marie Manucheri. I don't have time to take many courses, but this is, I, I love the left brain give me processes. This is right brain stuff, but that's how we integrate our human side with the soul and say, okay, we are in a body for now show me how to do that from the human point of view and bring in the soul's point of view. So I want to learn your processes and that's going to help me in my mediumship. That'll help everybody else with any issues. Yeah. And um, I just, I just want to, as I was preparing to talk to you, um, I was thinking about how often mediumship is in the medium is in the energy field. The mediumship is in the energy field. I know mediumship is a whole training I have not trained with it to get to the level of certification and so forth. I'm aware of it, right? Um, and I'm aware of the steps that go into it. And I'm very aware of the terminology of evidential. Hmm. Um, in my book, I noticed I write a lot about mediumship without meaning to. Oh, see, I even have read golf books and said, that's, you could substitute the word mediumship for golf and it would work. So in your book, you know, the same thing, because we're, yes. we're all tapping into the same thing, not in golf, but. Yes, <laughs> no, very much, no, well, you know, very much so. Um, I do, I have never met anybody who, um, when I get down to the brass tacks of it, I think that's the right term, brass tacks. When I get down to it, I've never been anybody who says uh, energy healing isn't real and I'm ready for it. And I'm talking about all walks of life, which I you're familiar. It. You know, I feel like yeah. you and I, we like the all walks of life of living, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The story in my, I have a chapter in my book called I'm Proud of You. I'm Proud of You. Um, it's chapter nine. It only, I'm just telling myself that so I get, get it straight in my head. But it's the story of right after I got the validation of understanding that energy healing not only was in my my blood and in my bones and something that I did, but it was actually something you could learn. So I learned raking, right? Reiki, you know, um, and there was a woman with um, oh, well, I was invited to this. I was invited to teach at an oncology, not teach practice at an oncology clinic. I write about it and I don't know anybody talk about confidentiality. We're not allowed to share names. And um, so it was a clinic and what a beautiful moment it was. I it was like two, it was like 2002, you know, the whole world was just 
absorbing and waking up to like wanting the more that you talk about, you know, that more. And, um, but these are people who in the middle of everything else going on, they also have been touched by cancer. Hmm. So um, a client came to my table and I was working on her doing just the hands-on work. So if you can see me, I'm just holding my hands, you know, above the body. Um, it's body work, it's massage, but without even necessarily touching the body. And you're certainly keeping your clothes on. That's what body work is for energy workers. Powerful, profound stuff that brings in an unbelievable sense of well-being. And it seems to show that it helps for chemo, chemo and radiation. And I also, you also qualified if you're a caregiver. So stress relief for the whole family. Beautiful, beautiful work, right? Right. So I was working on her and um, I suddenly um, started to see um, this image of, of great wings, great big white wings. Later on, I dismissed it as being cliche, as being my imagination and as being making it up. But in the middle of it, I was like, I had missed my Grammy, right? I was like in my early 30s and I could feel I didn't miss her for a second. Like she was there. I could feel that she was standing in the room that she, that was her living room, but she had big wings and they were pushing up against the low ceilings. And I felt her, I felt her. And then um, I later on had what was very disorienting for me, you know, those early experiences. So that's why be really gentle with yourself as you're developing your intuition. Right. I didn't, I didn't get disoriented when I told you that story about the turtle and I got the text about the turtle on the card. I didn't get disoriented yesterday. Yeah. But I got disoriented that day because when the woman I was working with, who I didn't even know her name by design, said, I had the most amazing session with you. I feel so amazing. And I felt like the whole session there, I was surrounded by white feathers. I almost fainted I because it was talk about left, right. I don't even, is it the left brain, the right brain? It was just like almost shocking to me. That's how much my belief system was... Um, didn't understand the power of intuition, didn't understand the power of uh, being able to receive these messages. But I stood my ground and I, and because it wasn't a healthcare setting, I think I stood my ground and I just was like, yeah, that's what I experienced. Good for you. And if it brought you healing, it brought you healing. Later on, um, my grandmother was able to help her through the veil and we had a powerful message that helped me too. It, it remains in my book as the story of Unproudia. Um, but I was very, very sure that um, the doctors after they pass, why would they stop working? That's right. Yeah. They why always they help us. Yeah. If you find your life purpose, why would you stop? So that's one of the things I think about um, because I've lost, you know, I've lost a lot of people in my life and I want to connect with them. And it's always so hard to connect. Like, I want some evidence that you're here. You're, you know, you know, yep. and um, I have decided that I might not always hear that, you know, my mother saw me walking down the street with a pair of hot pink shoes yesterday. I might not get that evidence, but I've realized that the evidence that I get personally and quietly in my heart, is that I have helpers getting helped. And if I have knowledge and it's as simple as saying, thank you, I'm noticing and I like it. If I acknowledge that help, that deepens that friendship with the intuitive, that inner tutor saying, I'm noticing you're helping me get my messages. You're helping me speak to my helpers. You're helping me um, 
feel brave. You're helping me find the right words. You're helping me heal. Yes. Yeah. Gratitude. Gratitude will just instantly align you with all of that. So that's beautiful. And certainly nobody, even across the veil, gets tired of being appreciated. Beautiful. You'd know that for sure? Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> that's where I'm at. I'm at. I'm not quite at the know that for sure. I think it might be because I find some... I find some, um, uh, what would you call it, um, charge out of curiosity. And it's like if the next stage after, I, I like my superpower is constantly being curious. But part of my evolution is I want to be both curious and also have that knowing all the time. But I undulate, right? No, I, there's definitely there are definitely things I'm not sure about. But I know from having been told from my guides, I know it. That's that tick that intuitive knowing the teacher within saying the appreciation carries a frequency they're telling me this right now gratitude is received as love so they don't need it but it's when you appreciate them for being with you they're clapping right now it's you're sending them love and that's love is connection so you're saying here you are in my life thank you for this and can't you just feel that in your heart, Hillary? Yeah, I can. I, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I know, again, you said this on the podcast. I, I started this by saying, like, my face hurt. I can't stop smiling. I smile a lot, but I don't usually smile this much. <laughs> I'm in a state of joy. I'm just still floating from this morning's reading, the way it unfolded. Just you start off with, oh, my God, that's not what I do. And then the spirits say, you don't do any of this get you out of the way. Stop identifying with the Suzanne who doesn't do anything. Let us take over and there's everything we need. That's what all of you listening and watching can learn to do. Stop identifying with the story, open up to the teacher within and just buckle your seatbelt, right, Hillary? Buckle your seatbelt. And I've really done a nice job organizing it because um, you know how I talked about that kindergarten and first grader? I organize it with like letters, like so it's easy to remember. It's hard to remember things when you're in the middle of something and you're, you know, left brain, right brain oh, now. You're talking to the queen of acronyms here. Trust me. <laughs> yes. So so I've broken it down and I just saw a blue light around that. So I get to see things once in a while, too. It's right above above here. Um, I've broken it, which is saying, like, go ahead, tell them. I've broken it down to P, like th the first three steps are, is nine, right? So three. So the first three steps is starts with the letter P, dun, 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 C, and then H, all right? And the P, we can always remember as peace. And as then what? I, you'll, you, peace? The, the peace, yeah, okay. peace, like yeah. peace on earth, peace. Peace in my heart. Okay. Calm, C, okay. and H, the last three will be H, and we'll always remember H as healing. So- the truth is, is that when you're connected with intuition, you will be assured, assured. And this is, I can say, as my expertise, that you will find peace, calm and healing in every breath of your life. That's the difference of being in a state of stress and a state of a state of pushing things away. This is the state of appreciation and saying even though I'm not, I don't know everything, I can listen to my inner teacher and it's available to me. She, he, they are available to me to find this peace, calm and healing. And it's a pro it's a program. It's accessible. I made it simple on purpose because I had an engineer saying, Hillary, make it simple. Yes. Make it clear. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the last thing I wanted to say about reason to make it simple and clear, I know I'm smiling a lot right now, but like, 
you need your intuition when you're in some tough times. You need some intuition when all the messages around you are telling you that the only responsible thing to do right now is to feel fear and make a decision quickly out of fear. And um, that's just absolutely not the truth. You can make a decision just as quickly, if not quicker, out of intuition. But you do need to take that moment. And we do need to teach each other and be the voices of sharing and caring. Yeah. Hang on. Because you sound like we're wrapping up and we're close. Yeah. But you've just raised a really big question because a lot of people who are listening are in grief. A lot of my, my followers are dealing with the passing of a loved one or mm -hmm. we're all dealing with some kind of big challenge. And that is one of the biggest challenges. How do you find that space within from your perspective? Because I know I have tools for this, but from your perspective, how do you push that ten tense grief, fear sensation away long enough to feel the peace and calm of the intuitive voice? I think it's one word and I think it's a word called help. It's a prayer. It's an intention. It's an allowing, it's an appreciation and it's an accepting because, um, was that one word help H E L P H E L P help. Okay. Because that's what you want. When you're in pain, you want help. It's the most natural piece of belonging that's out there. You want help. And you miss desperately the person that was here in the flesh. And the grief process does not need to be done alone. And um, But there's something that's fundamental in the grief process that I think does leave us to push everything away. But you don't consciously want to push everything away. It's just the nature of grief is that it's overwhelming. You know, the same way as if I stubbed my toe, I would just duck down and just focus on it and focus on it and focus on it until the, the acute pain goes away. What I would ask for you, for everybody listening to remember is that remember to remember to have your prayer and your prayer doesn't have to be articulated with any other word than I ask for help right now. Show me how I can receive help. Allow for me to receive help. Um, it's a very, very powerful um, process to I've heard it described as, um, you know, as we're saying goodbye when we're in grief, it doesn't make sense. And that confusion is valid because it is confusing to say goodbye. It's really feels better to say hello. And I, and I just want to be respectful and quote the right person. This is not myself. This is, I, I was at a, um, Esther Hicks did a, um, d um, she was speaking in Boston and, um, she was doing a reading on somebody and maybe we've, those of you who, who read her work um, will see that it was written down, but I saw her say it verbally. She was doing a reading and she was getting from this person. You're busy saying goodbye. And that's causes an interruption in the, you know, through Abraham, she was able to share with us that causes an interruption in the field because it's very strange to have an interaction where somebody is saying, hello, yeah. hello. Yeah, they're right here. And you've been told to say goodbye goodbye. Oh, this is how I say goodbye. This is how I dress when I say goodbye. This is how I eulogize when I say goodbye. And so there's going to be a disconnect, but you need a great, you need something there to help you. And it could be your inner teacher. It could be your DNA. It could be your ancestors coming through. When we're in pain, 
we've been taught to push, push away. And greater even than welcome is the word help. Just hello and help. Come with me. Help me. And it might not be your, it might not be the, the one who passed who's helping you. It could be the great grandmother who's helping you. Or it could be, you know, the consciousness of your heart that's helping you. You don't need to know the how. You just need to know the word. And um, does that just cause you enough, create enough space there that now you intuitively get insights that will be helpful? Yeah. Do you mind if I tell a story? <laughs> you go right ahead. I wasn't sure if I was going to tell it, but here we are. I took a little walk, you know, walking such a beautiful way to kind of connect and calm down. Um, it's a personal story, but um, it's quite, it's just a beautiful, um, it's a story that, worth sharing. So I was having a medical event that um, was very, very painful. And I was home. Um, I was home and I was scared. Okay. Um, and it involved, um, it involved, wasn't sure whether, and we've all been here. You don't know if it's time to call the doctor or not. Um, but you're at home and you're scared and you don't know if you need to call the doctor or not. And, um, what I decided to do was to get on the, um, couch and just sort of like lie down and do exactly what I just described with the stub toe. It's a little bit bigger than a stub toe though. Right. So I'm kind of like, pushing everyone away. Anyone who asks me if I need help, like I have a husband and he wanted to know if I needed help. I said, just leave me to say, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. So I was in a fear, fear zone. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the fear was affecting my pain. It was fe fear sometimes makes my pain worse. I can't speak for anybody else, but it's, you know, so yeah. I'm feeling fear. The pain is getting worse. I'm feeling paralyzed. I can't think clearly. And, um, I, um, I did that thing. I prayed and I said, help. And um, it wasn't the first time, but it was, you know, it was when it was acute for me. And my second thought, which was within a second was this isn't working. <laughs> but within about five seconds, I got a message from the same grandmother I was talking about. Mm. I asked her to come in for today. So she did. Nice. Um, hmm. And she said, um, you should call the doctor and the phone number popped into my head. So I didn't even need to put the effort in to look up the doctor's number. She goes, just call, just call the doctor. You'll feel better and you're safe to call the doctor for reasons that only those of us who do this work and receive this work understand. Not only did I cognitively get the information, but my whole body felt more relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, that calm, right. That we talk about. So it was intuition. And then you got to practice it because I could have not picked up the phone. I could have said, huh, I'm going to just sit in this pain. I'm that's, that's crazy or whatever. But that, that didn't even occur to me because I had plead for help. I had put out help and then I, and then I put the phone call in and it went really well because the doctor said, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Call me back in two hours. Here's now, now I have you on my radar. I care about you. I'm paying attention to you. You're not alone. Oh, my body was calming down. My body was calming down. My body was calming down. And then I felt brave enough to reach out and get some more advice. And lo and behold, everything went as good as expected in that circumstance. Um, but I listened. I practiced. I acted on the intuition that I was given. I believed in it. And I was better for it. Beautiful. Great example. Yeah. So... 
I can see why you're a teacher. I love that you've looked at the pieces of the whole picture and how they fit together. You work on the languaging to make it super clear. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. Time gonna, flew by. Didn't it? I'm gonna I'm gonna check out your book. Definitely gonna attend your free event. That's tomorrow, I believe. And probably take your course. Super I, cool. I would be honored. I'm this is my dream come true is to get this information out to the world and to make the world a more intuitive and loving and peaceful place. And intuitively, I know you can be trusted. So this is really cool. Yeah. You walk Thank the you. talk, walk the talk. Thank you, Hillary, for being a guest on the show. Thank you everybody for joining us. We had a really nice turnout today. I hope we touched exactly. I know we did trusted it touched exactly who needed it today. So lots of love to everybody. If you like this podcast today and you're new to it, you can go on my website. Let me pull that up a second here. Where is my website description here? Well, you can just go here, SuzanneGeesman.com. Any of my upcoming events are right under the banner. But if you go to the podcast page, you can sign up to be notified by email a day or two before we do these broadcasts because I do them just as they come up as Spirit guides me to do them. So if you want to know and not just miss the next one, sign up. We'll send you an email about that. But in the meantime, let's get rid of that. Thank you again, Hillary. It's been wonderful. Everybody, you all go out and have a great rest of the day. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.